so rare tradition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page of a tradition and a grand design some people say it's even harder to find but it must be some magic truth inside these gentle walls it's the Dino's words and I sure don't the real love burst from that Everybody, everybody, everybody. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is I. I, the black man in the sky. I am Black Zeus. Here for another episode of Why the Fuck Am I Talking Like This? It's the all-new podcast, Why Am I Talking Like This? Did I start working for a news channel? Perhaps. If you look to my right, you'll see the new weather forecast. It says that snow's coming out of your butt. Okay. Oh, shit. Shut the fuck up, man. I haven't introduced you yet, man. Yeah. you didn't. I was super quiet before we started recording. And now look at me. I'm already sweating. You didn't picture none of this anger and aggression. You don't know that I got into a fight with my dad yesterday. Shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Black Susan Podcast Season 3. <laughs> 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 that might be one of my favorite intros yet. Black Susan Podcast Season 3, Episode 28. You get a 2, you get the infinity sign. And then you flip that bitch vertical, you get an eight, and then you get this episode. And we're here for you again on YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, I play. We're also on all your random favorite jittery off the grid um, podcast platforms. You know what I'm saying? We're not just on the main ones, not just the main net. We're on the test net too. This is a crazy intro. I'm here with White Slave. What's up, bro? What's good? Yeah. Yeah. We're in the hot studio again. It's very hot today. It's, it's one of the hottest fucking days, though. So Is it really? Yeah, it's, it's been pretty hot. It has been very humid. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's but we don't look at you with that cool ass shirt and your sh- exposing chest hair. Hey. There's no girls in the studio. Hey. You're trying to seduce me, bro. How else are we going to get these subscribers? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I got the hair on my head. You got the hair on your chest and, and your head and your head. face. And what, do you face. think you're better than me, you fucking piece of shit? That's not what I'm saying. What, because you can grow chest hair and a beard? Fuck you, bro. I got my Spanish goatee. <laughs> I got my Spanish mustache with goatee and little, uh, you know, pointy devil strip right here. <laughs> and my dreadlocks and dreadlock rasta. Buffalo soldier. I'm rocking my Ethiopian soccer jersey because the because it's the Ethiopian World Cup right now. What I just said doesn't exist. Okay. Yeah, it's not real. I would have believed you. But look how backwards I am. I wore the Ethiopian jersey with the American hat, but I'm in Canada. Damn. So what up? What the fuck are we even represent right now? 
I'm fucking flailing my arms and my legs. What the fuck? This is a good, yo, I'm telling you, the summer episodes are always the fucking weirdest episodes. That's fair. At, at least since I moved here. My last place had central air. Oh. So when I was recording them at home, yeah, uh, in my room, just doing audio, oh, what a breeze. What a breeze. What a breeze. Uh, let's do some show recaps, because I think I forgot to do that last episode. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. Did a few happen. shows. Um, you were with me for the entire week? Yeah. Hmm. We only did one. Sh- you only did one show. I suppose that I did two. the two. Did two? Yeah, I did the Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday I had uh, my friend's wedding, which was amazing. True. Uh, love and respect to those two. I think they'll be together forever. Nice. Um, and yeah, it was just nice. Like with all the heavy shit that's been happening in life mm-hmm. around me, and like just all like the not necessarily instability, but like fucking just randomness being thrown my way, and like me having to juggle all these plates. It was so nice to just get away to, a, a, like, an African wedding. <laughs> it was yeah, sick. Yeah, I saw the pictures. It looked like a good it time. It was sick, bro. <laughs> she looked amazing because she wasn't in a white dress. Mm-hmm. She was in an emerald dress with green. No, it was an emerald green dress with, yeah. like, a gold studs, all, like, all over it. Like, these little gold, like, discs all over it. It looked huh. amazing. My homie looked fucking phenomenal. Everybody was happy. And, like, it's re- it was really interesting because... uh. My homie's into the art scene. Okay. And so there was a lot of artists there and stuff. Right on. And so, like, everybody would mingle, but yeah. then, like, it all kind of fanned out. And then it just, like, referred into, like, reverted into, like, the pockets of, like, groups. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, me and my niggas from high school and, like, back in those days. Nice. Well, like, literally, it was so niggerish, bro. We, we picked <laughs> up, we just found uh, a bench, like, a picnic bench with two, like, bench seats. Yep. A picnic table with two bench seats. Right. And then we just moved it into shade. Brought out the dominoes. Just nice. kept bringing food down to it. Just like isolated ourselves, smoking weed outside, doing whatever. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Sweet, yeah. And after a while, I'm like, it's so hot. And like, everyone, like, I just knew, like, this was one of the only weddings that I could really pull this move off. Yeah. I brought a change of clothes, like shorts and a t-shirt. Like a Saints Row 2 video game. Like, bro, like this. Like just <laughs> basic black tea. And after a while, I just changed. It was so hot and humid. Yeah. And we were just outside chilling. Right it was, on. like, only, like, an hour left before I left anyway. Sure. It was just nice to be at a wedding and just be in, like, my house gear. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, shows. I did uh, the lab, the comedy lab with you. Yep. You were there for that. Yeah. Shout out to Danton Lamar. I was also supposed to do it this Saturday, but I was not feeling too good. So sorry about that. But, you know, they're all fucking cool and professional. And I let them know, I think, with just enough time to to figure out alternatives. Cool. I'm not trying to be a douche. Sure, yeah. But my good friend. Well, that's not good. Yeah, no, it wasn't fun. But then I also wasn't there to, to get you home. So that sucks. Oh, whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, boy. you got home. Yeah, I got home. We got home. Okay. Uh, What show did I do for Wednesday? Let's look at my let's look at my thing. Let's look at my oh, there's the email for my voice audition. <laughs> ha! I got it so late. Oh, uh, it's did you for do the rooftop show. No, it wasn't the rooftop. It was that's this Saturday. That's this Saturday. Um, oh my god, I can't. Nothing remember the name. fancy. Nothing fancy. That's what it was. Uh, I did nothing fancy. Beautiful club. I love oh, that club god. so much. Yeah, uh, Habib CM. Uh, that was his last Thursday night show 
at the old location. Right. Shout out to Nothing Fancy. What a great new club that has popped up in the last few years or last couple of years. Or even like, yeah, like just before the pandemic, I think. Mm. And um, they've just been rocking it, bro. They're already a venue for Just for Laughs. Nice. The, the shows they put on are great. But they found a new location. Bam! In Kensington Market in uh, Toronto, which is a fucking beautiful spot. I love Kensington Market. It's yeah. like pure hipster town, but like a lot of diversity. Lot, like it's a, like a cultural hub for the city. Yeah. And then they do the pedestrian Sundays uh, last Sunday of every month where they just shut down the traffic and okay. like vendors come out and all yeah. the businesses come out. It's, it's a fucking awesome place. Nice. Um, had some really prime shows like dur- before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. There was the Market Fresh show, Hotbox Cafe, which was like my favorite patio show. Yeah. Which is tough to have a good patio show, but Hotbox. I know we talked about Hotbox before, but is it still there? Yeah, the it venue's is still actually still there. Okay. I don't think they're doing, like, I think it's new owners and they're doing different shit. Okay. Um, yeah, damn. Maybe I'll go talk to them before this episode comes out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, but nah, it's, uh, it's all good. Uh, fucking nothing fancy. Opened up uh, three floor uh, club. I, they got a restaurant in there. Nice. My boy Joey Harlem is running the restaurant. He's a comedian. He's a Filipino comedian. And yeah. they opened up like a Filipino cuisine oh, uh, dining experience beautiful. there. The to- And like dance floor and all that shit. Nice, nice. The top floor, I, th- I think is... Uh, there's something on the top floor. I don't remember exactly. Oh, like office spaces and all that stuff. All right. And then the bottom floor is the club. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to go check it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and stop in this weekend. Yeah. Is is it already open? Yeah. They ah, did their shit. soft launch on Thursday this past week, oh. and then they're just now doing shows. Like they're just oh, now okay. getting started with like proper shows. You know. Because I was actually in Kensington on Saturday. Did you see it? No. I I I kind of forgot that yeah, they were open the new venue. It, it completely blew my mind. Or, you know, escape my mind. We're going to the rooftop show together, right? Yes, yes. So maybe we can stop in and get like a uh, lunch or dinner or some support. Yeah, sure. And uh, I want it. I want to taste that shit because I Joey's a fucking beast on the goddamn grill. Okay. And I think it's like Filipino, like like barbecue style. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So, nice. so you know, do you eat pork? I love pork. I brought you pulled pork. <laughs> Literally, as you show up today, you're like, "Here's pulled pork." <laughs> I ask you if you eat pork. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, this weekend didn't really do much, yeah. Uh, show wise, other than I had the wedding and then didn't feel good on Saturday, right? Which makes sense, it was the day after a wedding, yeah. And actually, I didn't really drink, smoked hella, but I ate so much, yeah. And I just felt like you get that, like bloated and poopy. Mm, I'm gonna be Um, that way tomorrow for sure. Why is that? Uh, so I made all that pulled pork. I made it all, I had it in the slow cooker yesterday, but I was on a movie shoot all night till like uh, 10 o'clock. So I ate super late and I didn't really eat a lot before the evening. But so you drink really kombucha. Hungry. I drink kombucha. No, no, no. But that's not the thing. Like, <laughs> I ate a lot late at no, night no, no. and I didn't drink any kombucha this weekend. This is the first kombucha I've had since Friday. And honestly, bro, ah, uh, brew doctor is actually pretty good. Brew doctor is solid. Yeah. Brew doctor will, will fix your gut. Yeah. The one that you normally drink. I'm concerned for you, my man. Rise? Rise. Fuck. I don't drink the vinegar, though. I drink the actual kombucha. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to try this one. There's a lavender one in my fridge also. Oh. So these aren't kombuchas. These are, I think we were talking about it before, but these are like, this one's Focus, which I actually fucks with. Uh, Ashwagandha, uh, reishi, sage, turmeric, cinnamon. Hmm. And yeah. And yeah, so I fucks with the mushroom stuff. 
I'm I'm big on the mycelium these days. Oh, microdosing, yeah, and consuming, taking mushroom complex pills and all that stuff. Man, mm. mushroom, boop! I I feel my brain on point. Um, and then also, you know, with all the other heavy shit just happening, yeah, microdosing here and there is just like a beautiful stabilizer. Mm. Not that I'm actually I don't actually feel unstable. Good. That makes which me is, feel which is actually comfortable. Really, yeah, which is a really good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the, the, the shrooms wear off and I have a knife all of a sudden. Like, where'd you get that? Dude, every time, every time I do psychedelics with a larger group of people, there's always some guy who pulls a knife out. Really? Always. Sometimes it's Who's me, sometimes it's other people. Sometimes it's but you? like once in a in the past, once in a while. Once in a while it had been me. No, See, no, this is no, why you I'm don't do drugs with white now. boys, man. You're making me sick. <laughs> I thought we were getting closer, but hey, now I'm, you're I'm, actually scaring me. I'm I, talking about when I was in my twenties, okay? Relax. Yo, animals are what they are, my man. <laughs> <laughs> are you willing to share that story? Is that a story you can share? Uh, there's Did not you much. swing the knife? Yeah, I swung the knife around. <laughs> we were in a we were in a field full of like, you know, tall grass and shit. It was bothering oh. me, so I was like cutting down the tall grass. Oh, you were swinging the knife at grass. Yeah, I was swinging it at grass, not at people. Well, you know, I don't know. But I mean, some of the other people, they were getting nervous because they're like, why the fuck do you have a knife? Why are you cutting down all this grass? We're just trying to have fun. Oh, because you were mushrooms. fucking with the energy. Yeah, yeah. And some of them weren't on mushrooms, too. Some of them were like, actually, I don't know why the fuck they were there because they didn't really fuck with anything other than, I think, maybe like a little bit of their friends? parents' alcohol. No, no, no. They were like friends of a friend or something. Oh, okay. So it was, it was weird. It was like a mixed group. And fucking some of us I were tripping. Shit, yeah. Especially yeah. on psychedelics, man. You got to be aware of the energy around you. Absolutely. And like when you get variables like that, like it's got to be really trusted friends of trusted friends. You know exactly. I mean? Not like strangers who are just happen to be with us for the night. Well, like, were they at least close friends of your friends? Like, I don't know how close they were. I think they were just kind of, I, I think they were a little more than, like, casual acquaintances, but I don't, they weren't, like, best friends. It's not yeah. like they went back to, like, fifth grade or something. Fair enough. I think they were just, like, some people they knew from school or whatever or some shit. Yeah. I'm so fucking, whew, it's hot again. Yeah. This jersey was actually the wrong choice because guess what? This is a bootleg one. My oh. real one's in the other room. And this material is not breathable. Yeah. This was it's the like wrong choice sticking to my skin. I think this is two episodes back to back where we talk about how hot it is. You guys ready for this? You guys ready for four or five more episodes of this? Hell yeah. It's hot as shit in the studio. And you're going to hear about it for 40 goddamn minutes, bro. Uh, it's better hearing about how hot it is than how cold it is and snowy it is outside. Yeah, so, my nigga. It's hot as shit in here, bitch. Yep. Yeah. At least there's a positive spin to that. Hey! Sure is hot in here, folks. Hey. How many more I got? Oh, my God. It's so hot in the studio. <laughs> what, bro? I'm doing them all. It's only fair. Who else can I do? Um, can I do, like... So hot in the studio. Whoa. That's my German. Whoa, damn. Yeah, that's that pretty was stereotypical. Scary. That was scary. Yeah, so is this. It's yeah, mostly it was, this. It was mostly yeah. that. That but was. But it was scary. the wrong hand. I keep doing it. Like it's. <laughs> I keep doing it. <laughs> it's okay. It's not the right hand. It's what right other hand. accents can I do? Indian. Uh, it's too hot in the studio. That was. That was very <laughs> mellow, bro. I was so. Mad. I went so ham on the Asian one. Yeah. That like that's not even fair. It was like I a did. very North Americanized yeah. Indian. That's like a poo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. But it is very hot. My mustache is sweating. Hmm. Mustache sweat. Can you hear that on the mic? Yeah. <laughs> That's so disgusting. 
was oh my god i'm so sorry okay. you have the headphones in everybody else is going to be listening through speakers most likely hey. you literally got that directly into your fucking ear cap right into my eardrums oh my god um let's see here i kind of brought up my dad stuff i got in a fight with my dad that's fun that's always always a good time getting in a fight with dad yeah he's an old immigrant man right you know <laughs> you went right like you know <laughs> <laughs> hey it's, it's happened right. a few times what do you mean bro i've I've you fighting old immigrant men? I've gotten into fights with all kinds of old men. You fight old immigrant men, bro? I, I'll fight all old people. I don't care. Fair enough. I'll take them all on. All right. Uh, equal opportunity fighter exactly. right there. Exactly. Did yep. you never think to take up like a UFC career or anything? Uh, He's out there beating people up. Old, elderly, who, ethnic men. <laughs> is there a market for that? Yes. Is that something people are going to want to see? Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know if I want to target that. Yo, you hear about this white boy beating Holy Native shit. I don't think I don't want I don't want to affiliate myself. He was out there in Toronto the other Toronto. <laughs> he was in Toronto the other day here and he beat up them Packy. Oh shit. <laughs> I didn't do that. Yeah, I hope not. I was not involved in any such thing. You know what's crazy? Is doing those accents like makes the sweat pour out of my skin. Oh. Yeah, man. These lights are really good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're working, shit. Well, they are LEDs, so if anything, I'm grateful to have these and not the old lights that I used to use because yeah. I would actually not be doing the podcast. <laughs> I, was, I would just be saying, fuck it. Yeah. Um, Those old theater lights, Lecos and shit. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't Like, I fucking... I'm at a point where I don't really argue with people anymore, so it's like, it's really annoying mm. that I'm kind of just only doing this with pops. Mm. It's like, fuck it. Yeah, like, you have a good relationship with your fam? I mean, yeah, it's just as good as anyone else's, really. Yeah, fair enough. It's ups yeah. and downs and shit. Yeah, but, like, exactly. they're all in your life actively and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for people that... They, like, I, yo, growing up, I remember getting those lessons, like, from other people. Mm -hmm. Like, my parents are divorced and stuff, so I, I had that for, for me. Right. But, like, they were in my life. Mm -hmm. But when I started to meet people, uh, that their, their relationships with their parents or siblings or whatever were so bad that they just had to not have them in their life. Yeah. Even though they had access to them. Yeah. I've known a few of those. Like, man, they, yeah, it's fucking, that's dude, that sucks. Yeah. But it's like now at this stage in the game, bro, like how much I've evolved as a person. And this isn't again, like this isn't ego. I've, I've really come a long way. I used to be aggressive as fuck. Mm. I used to just verbally argue all the time. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, bro. It's like now I'm fucking microdosing. It's like, you can't tell me shit. <laughs> My nigga is like, <laughs> and even before that, like, I, this is all substance free too. Like, mm. I can't even say it's because I, I'm microdosing because that's only just now. Right. Like, I've been this way for a, at least a couple years, if not three to four years now. I've been really, like, just calming down more day and day, you know? And, like, because yeah. I have a better understanding of, of life. And fuck, bro. Like, everybody has their hardships and shit. Yeah, it's for like, sure. I just feel like I've lived eight lives, man. Like, I don't know. And, like, I'm being tested like crazy this year. Mm. So it's like the fact that I've been able to keep it all together and stay composed and still, like, progress, not just personally, but, like, professionally. Yeah. You know, like, um, it's a big deal for me. And then to have, like, fam come in and try and, like, fuck up the whole energy is like, it's so. I'm like, bro, it's, it's. Now being at the age that I'm at and having the experience that I have, I kind of understand like moving away from even family. As crazy as that sounds, sure. What was that gone in sixty seconds thing? Like if you can't fucking pick up and and leave, like That's that from heat. 
Is it from Heat? If no, you, if you can't pick up seconds line. If it's something you can't pick up, in, or if, if, it, if you can't leave it behind, oh, you're right. That's Val Kilmer's line from Heat. No, it's, it's uh, De Niro. De Niro. De Niro says that. There's a line from Gone in sixty seconds about something sixty seconds. But I think you're right, though. I I do remember that. I do remember a line like that in Heat. Yeah, I might be cross. Whatever it is, bro. Whatever. Detachment is actually what I'm really getting at. So yeah. I don't know why the fuck I'm bringing up this goofy ass quote. Hey, it's all good. But like, I think I understand detachment now. Mm-hmm. Like, really, you can love something, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't love something or someone. Yeah. I don't even know how to fully explain this yet because I'm still going through it in my brain. Mm. It's like, um, you never watched Avatar, The Last Airbender? No. Okay. I'd highly recommend it. Okay. Even now, as an adult, you got to get through the first book, which is the first season. Okay. You don't even really have to get through it. It's just that it's more childish at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But the story arc, the 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 influences, yeah. the writing is so sharp that, like, still to this day, I'll go back and like watch certain episodes. Huh. And uh, like, and Avatar: the Last Airbender is literally all spirituality mm. and and fucking all the spirituality and religion in the world just mashed into one fucking like universe. Okay. And you get bits and pieces of all like Buddhist, like even Christian, Hindu, Islam, mm. like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you also get like elemental stuff, which is like, you know, the fire bending and air bending and all that stuff. I'm getting really into it. <laughs> but the Avatar, which is the one person in the whole universe, in that universe that can control all elements mm-hmm. and is the one that's tasked with keeping balance and all that shit. Yeah. There's like a, a a state called the Avatar state, mm-hmm. which is like you, where you're at your most powerful, but also most vulnerable. If okay. you die in the Avatar state, you, that's it, you're dead. Yeah. And then the lineage of all the Avatars dies, and how it works is reincarnation. So once the Avatar dies, is the new Avatar is born into the next like um, the next uh, element. Like okay. All the all the elements are are tribes also. Oh. So like there's okay. like the fire kingdom, the earth kingdom, the air kingdom, mm-hmm. and the water kingdom. I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> I love Avatar a lot. I can see. And I'm really exposing myself right now because <laughs> some people are like, "Nigga, you're 30." But I watched it when I was a lot younger. Yeah. To be fair. <laughs> sure. But the fact that it is stuck in my life, like, and honestly, anybody I know from my age group who watched it back in the day, yeah. Still actually looks at this with some sort of reverence. It's like the first series is so well done. And um, they talk about getting to that that avatar state is like um, when he, he had a lesson from a guru mm-hmm. on how to unlock it. Mm-hmm. And the lesson was literally your chakras. Like they're like, this is the flow of energy through your body. And it they literally like it starts from this chakra and works up to your fucking dome, which is your crown chakra, all that stuff. And like to unlock it, you have to master detachment. And it's like, I don't know why, but that that episode and that way they broke down the the lesson of detachment has mm-hmm. always stuck with me because I always knew about detachment from Buddhists and stuff. Right. And uh, I just never really understood it. I'm like, how the fuck could you tell me, like, I'm supposed to detach from my parents? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my siblings, my what, my family. Like, how do you... And it's not... That you're not lo- like have the love for them, mm-hmm. but honestly, bro, the older I get, man, the the more I peace I become, and the more I start to understand, and I think actually am 
in bits and pieces experiencing detachment mm. to where it's like a flow state or you know like i'm trying to keep things as healthy as possible right so it's like it's not that i don't love my dad but if these arguments continue and there's no progression mm. or like accountability or responsibility only from my end but not the other mm-hmm. it's like I think that love still stays and the respect still stays, but like the relationship can change. Sure. I can actually start to remove myself. Maybe not entirely, but these are, these are crazy thoughts that I've been, not crazy thoughts, but these are like a lot of thoughts that I've been, that have been coming to life for me recently through this experience. And it's just interesting, man. Cause like I've, I've talked about on the podcast before Mm -hmm. and my entire comedy career and on a boss's podcast, the boss Wahab shout us to the immigrant section and a boss Wahab. I've talked about on his podcast a few times, but like, there was like a 16 year period where I actually kicked my dad out of my life. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and that's so crazy Yeah. because I did that at like the age of 14 and now at like 30, 33, almost maybe around 27 is when I started understanding healing and all those terms and all that stuff. Right. It was a trigger response. Mm-hmm. Me like, cause I was just, you know, you can only argue so much. Yep. And then like me reintroducing him into my life was great Mm -hmm. and it was a moment that i'd been waiting for because i but the thing is is i had to wait till i was fully progressed or progressed enough to where i could handle that and be myself like i had to go through so much fucking you know uh learn i went through so so many learning curves through the the divorce and through just like figuring my shit out through the streets Mm -hmm. and then just through figure which makes it sound like i was fucking (laughs) in gangs and shit i wasn't in gangs but i was always around the wrong people for a long time so like I definitely did and I definitely saw and a lot of shit and mm-hmm. then did some. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and then those lessons and then my whoring days and then my, you know, like fuck. And then I moved by the time I was 22, I think I had moved 13 times, bro. It was Holy like, dude, shit. and that's like schools, cities, countries. That's like, bro, I ran through the fucking game. When I say I've lived like multiple lives in this one lifetime, I'm not talking out of my ass. Mm-hmm. So it's like. And then a car accident put me on the right path. Yeah. And then I really booted up. Mm -hmm. And then all those lessons started to accumulate. Or not accumulate, but I started to actually start parse through those lessons and implement them into my life. I've never, like, every day I feel like I'm more and more myself Mm -hmm. and more and more just understanding and accepting and loving of life and the entire experience, bro, the ups and the downs. And that's where I think the detachment thing is starting to come into play Mm. because I'm so okay with the ups and the downs. I'm experiencing everything differently now, bro. I'm experiencing like death. I'm experiencing differently. I still feel it. It's Mm -hmm. still tragic. And I still like real for the death, but it's like, there's a lot more appreciation now than I used to have when I was younger and I experienced death. Um, And just moments like this, you know, like arguments and all that stuff. I still like, I know that I've checked myself and I know that I can read when someone has checked themselves or not. Mm-hmm. And where before I would maybe lean into the argument side of shit more or like force um, understanding or realizations on people okay. or try to, which yeah. you really can't do. Yeah. Now I'm just at peace, bro. If you want to continue to live in ignorance, that's on you. That's not on me. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, man. I fucking love life so much, bro. <laughs> That's that's awesome. That's good. I'm becoming some weird like these dreads, bro. Like it's very real. You grow dreads and you just become fucking like just Ross, just <laughs> fucking not Ross like a white guy named Ross, like Ross, <laughs> like Rasta. Yeah, I get you. No, I, I know what you, you do. This is for, this is for <laughs> oh, 
I do need to bring this up. If you are listening to this uh, audio-wise, because, you know, I've been looking at the numbers. And, um, again, shout-outs and love to all the people that are subscribed and supporting uh, the YouTube, specifically the YouTube. And shout-outs to you if you are also supporting and listening and subscribe uh, to the audio feed. There are still a lot more people that are almost only listening to the audio feed hmm. than there are um, watching the YouTube. Yeah. So just to let you guys know again, weekly, the same day that all the audio drops, the video drops now. If you haven't been paying attention, I'm in a video. I'm in a studio now. We're fully live. Well, not live, but like we're fully broadcasting on film, baby. Yeah. Baby. So get your butts off of the audio stream and work your way over to the YouTube and take a look at what I look like. Some of you have been listening for years now and don't even know what my ass looks like. So um, youtube.com slash AKA Black Zeus. You can also search Black Zeus Comedian, uh, Black Zeus the Podcast, whatever. It'll come up. There is a Black Zeus channel on YouTube. Okay. So when you type in just Black Zeus, it'll pull up a fucking... Big ass muscly black guy mm. who has like a fitness page, and he has like two thousand subscribers, and yeah, and I have the joke. I say this on you probably heard me say it a couple times now. I say it on stage though. When you hear the name Black Zeus being brought up to con- like on stage, yeah, and you don't see me yet, yeah, I picture in a lot of people's minds, and I've been told this too. Like they they picture a buff black guy, <laughs> so it makes sense that there's actually a guy called Black Zeus who's doing buff black guy shit on YouTube. But fuck that nigga, yo, my nigga. I want all the success for you and everything, my guy. Continue using the name even. I don't give a fuck, but I'm overtaking you, my nigga. And that is my goal. Like, bro, we got it. We got He's got like 2,000 subscribers. I'm at like 54, 55. So, like, it'll take a bit of time. Yeah. But we got to make sure. Please, I need your help. Eventually, you're going to be able to just type in Black Zeus on YouTube, and it'll be my shit that comes up first. But in order to do that, I need the subscriber count to go up. I need the viewership count to go up. I need the comments. I need y'all to leave a comment. Uh, please, shout out to my guy, Trev. Thank you, boy. Boy? I think that sounded racist. Thank you, boy! Thank you, bro, for leaving that comment. Uh, thank you to my girl, Riri. I think she left a comment on an episode or uh, a couple episodes ago. Nice. Thanks. Just, just be active. You know what I mean? It really helps with the stupid-ass algorithm. It's true algorithm uh but then eventually you know i am i am black zeus my nigga i've been doing this for 11 years that guy has had that channel for not that long but he's a buff black guy so he gets to he's like oh he's like oh i'm genius bro i'll be black zeus nigga i was born in greece and i'm ethiopian shut up muscles don't make you black zeus being black zeus makes you black zeus (laughs) suck it (laughs) <laughs> um, I really hope I don't ever meet him because he's huge, bro. Yeah, he'll fuck me up. Is he like tiny Lister huge? You remember that guy, the wrestler Zeus? Because like you, I think actually people are more jacked now than they were back then because they understand. Uh, like th- there's a lot more physical education. Sure, you know yeah. I mean? There's like you don't really see th- like per capita. Yeah, for like cut bods. Yeah, way more cut bods now than there were back then. Sure, there were huge. Like brick shit house people back then. Yeah. But that's just because they ate fucking bread every day <laughs> and pasta and shit. Yeah. And then they went to the gym and then they use roids. So yeah. they're just like beefy fucking, you know. But like nowadays, people are fucking cut. True. So, you know. Uh, how long has this been? Uh, we're at 40 minutes. Nice. All right. Yeah. Let's fucking end it here. Okay. Let's, um, 
Well, let's do the let's do the. You caught up on Better Call Saul, no? Yes, I did. Ah, I am all caught up. What do you think? I'm loving it. Although, are oh. we are we getting spoilery? Oh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler if you alert. have not watched Better Call Saul and you're planning on it, or if you care about spoilers in general, we're about to do some Better Call Saul talk. Right up until the new season and the new episode that just came, because you're all the way caught up. Yeah. All right. Just watched eight. All right. So this is your if you if you don't want any of the spoilers, skip ahead like a few minutes. We'll do the theme in a couple minutes. Exactly. Um. But yeah. So uh. Okay. So I mean, I kind of saw what happened to Nacho coming. Yeah. That was that. I saw that coming. It was still a little bit heartbreaking, but I saw it coming. What I was great character arc. Great. Absolutely fantastic. Really like that character. You know, it's sad to see him go, but it, that was what was destined to happen. And, yeah. you know, if it didn't happen, I think I would have been a little bit disappointed. I think it would have felt like a cop out if they didn't. But that's I just not like that issue. they were able to shoehorn in a character. Yes. And make it work. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know if you remember from Breaking Bad, the two little like call outs like the Lalo send you. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. when Saul and Jesse first kidnap fucking or it's not Saul and Jesse, when Walter and Jesse yeah. kidnap Saul and they like point the gun to him. He's like, he yeah. thinks Lalo sent him. Yeah. And there's another point in Breaking Bad where he mentions Lalo. Yeah. Or not Lalo. Fuck. Nacho. Jesus. Or, or yeah, yeah. You know what I meant. I know what you mean. And uh so like from just and I think honestly when they filmed Breaking Bad that those are literally that was it. Like that yeah. was not like fleshed out characters. No, no, no. Those are just names. For yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that they ran with that. You know that the, I like the little Breaking Bad Easter eggs all throughout Better Call Saul. They were really well Vince done. Gilligan and his writing crew oh are my like God. fucking. Phenomenal. They're they're geniuses. I learned so much watching Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I yes. learned so much and and like because I've been working on this idea for a long time yeah, and, and I've always wanted to have that idea branch out into other stuff. Mm. So like having seen the way Vince Gilligan created this universe yes. and like seamlessly just have them both like drip feed into one another. It's, yeah. it's fucking so satisfying to watch. Absolutely. What do you think of Lalo? Okay, so I really yeah, I love yeah. Lalo. Like, I mean, he's a piece of shit, and you know, he's he's he's, he's not the some, best piece but, of shit. But yeah, no, he's he's been a great addition to yeah. this this universe, this 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 narrative. And I'm gonna be honest, the the way they wrote him out between him and Gus, I I saw it had to happen again. Yeah. It had to happen, had just happened. like with Nacho, it had to happen. But with Nacho, you know what? I felt like. You know the the trajectory of where they were going with with that character, like it all was nice. You know it was perfect right up until the end. Like the ending, it wasn't intense. Like I said, you could see it coming, but like you felt something. Yeah, I didn't feel like the intensity was there for the way Lala went out. You know what I mean? Like I didn't feel like there was like enough of a build up for Lalo? Yeah, like it, it, like as it was happening. You know what I mean? Like ah, uh, fair enough. It, it, like it didn't. Like I didn't. Well, feel I there was didn't a lot like of, how all of a sudden. He just and a lot of people mentioned it too, but yeah. like the the getting through the fan, yeah, yeah, like sneaking in, yeah, that that makes sense. Okay, that's how you sneak in, but yep. like he just luckily missed, like the camera guy, the security guy, yeah. This is like okay, so you see him outside, so you yep. know that you have some time to run in, but like the way they shot it and like the the security guy just makes it back to his desk to yeah. look at the monitor and just misses Lalo on the monitor, like yeah. That is so convenient. Exactly. And that's kind of like I feel like it, it felt it felt a little sloppy 
you know, a little I, bit. It felt like they were just kind of like, okay, we got to do this. I liked his death though. His death was good. The his laugh death was good. Yeah, like yeah. that's so Lalo. For exactly. Him, like, uh, fuck, man, that guy's such a great actor. I want to so see him with more stuff. Yeah, I was kind of hoping maybe we'd get a few more episodes out of the character. I'm actually happier this way. But yeah, no, it works. It works. It works. Like, I didn't think they were going to devote this many episodes to just like the transition. Yes. Yeah. So, and 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 it's already confirmed that Walter and Jesse had like they filmed like, oh, yeah, there's a scene. So I think Shit. it's going to bleed right into Right into Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Breaking I think Bad it's going to bleed right up. into it. Yeah. And uh, then and then it will cut forward. This is my theory. Yeah. I think it'll bleed into Breaking Bad. Yeah. We'll get the Walter Jesse scene and all that shit. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to cut to Gene. They're going to they're gonna jump all the way forward to the very end of the timeline. Because mm. we still need to figure out what's going on with Gene. That guy's on his case. The taxi driver. Yeah. He made, yeah. Him, he made him in the mall. And that's something, that's and something I've noticed. It. I don't know if you watch the teaser trailers and stuff, but. I, I've been trying not to because I, I you know, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, a spoiler guy. Yeah. Well, it's not spoilers. It's just sometimes they set the mood improperly or they like kind mm. of feed you ideas where you think like it's going to go in one direction. And it goes in like the uh, like, I like something that. else opposite. Give me that misdirection, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Big eh, eh. You don't like misdirection. I don't like misdirection in marketing. All right, fair enough. That's that's the thing. That's what I don't like. Yeah, you want it to be in the show. Yeah. Like uh, an episode where they fucking lead you one way and then it goes in a whole other. Exactly. As opposed to giving you a sense of direction going into the episode and then, because that is kind of cheap. I, yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah. You're a, you're a fucking film auteur. Like, I don't watch movie trailers anymore, really. I try mm. to avoid movie trailers, you know? Well, now they suck. They now really they're the movie. Suck. Yeah, that's Except it. for the final scene. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. There has to be some sort of reasoning behind it. I think Like, because Hollywood's not stupid, bro. Like, they, they, everything they're is calculated. They're not stupid, but I think it's that, like, audiences in general, like, you know, wide scale mainstream audiences as a whole are just not as smart as they used to be you know and they're like just really going after the low-hanging fruit yeah but no no i don't the uh, you know they're like, like trying to i get, get what you're saying and i get stuff, what you're saying you know? i get what you're saying but honestly i don't know uh like i feel like dumb people always existed they always and did the, and but the like, trailers, i mean like, society's just getting dumber though it is yeah that's fair that's very fair that's my theory. But That's like, my theory. That's but my like take the trailers are twice as long. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like that's also kind of misrepresenting all the audiences. Like maybe the, the smart audiences, maybe. And depending on what film. I mean, sure, maybe if you're making Dumb stupid. and Dumber 3, you make a really stupid trailer where it gives it all away. Yeah. But when you're making a smart film, like there's no reason for you to be given the whole goddamn movie. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Because your your audience, you're already assuming, is going to be smart enough to pick up what you're doing. That's a good point. You know what I That's mean? That's true. So, again, Hollywood isn't dumb, bro. Like, the people no. that work there are not dumb. Yeah. And they steer. They're actually the ones responsible a lot for steering the direction of, of society. True. You know what I mean? Like, That's what true. what is Hollywood if not fucking America's literal propaganda arm? Like, yep. And then they're all plugged in with, with politicians and all that shit. Mm. Like, any movie that uses any military gear or whatever, the script has to get approved by the military. Yeah. Or else you have to pay for all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And and apparently there are like like military figureheads in Hollywood that, that have script approval rights at like multiple studios and shit. Makes sense. Which it makes a lot of sense, makes man. Of sense. Like it is a very much a propaganda tool. Yep. And and when you look at what has happened to cinema over the last 10, 15 years, mm. where everything is just like, you know, uh repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. And then the lowest common denominator stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you, it's not really hard to figure out why. Like, everything yep. around us is, 
is presented to us as being dumber. Yeah. So everybody that watches that is going to be dumber. And that is just the widest net. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's always like that's it's upsetting, man. That's why like fucking ignorance truly is bliss. Yeah. Because when you do know better, it's like you want to try and fix things. But there's enough people in power that will make sure that you can't fix things. Exactly. And they've all and there's enough dumbed down people, fake woke, whatever the fuck. Yeah. In society that are essentially agent Smiths. Exactly. Yeah. And that are doing the job of the government to fucking hold you down and, and keep you from, Oh, why are you speaking out against COVID vaccines? When now everything that all the conspiracy people said is essentially being confirmed and corroborated. Huh. And now the lab leak theories are official fucking government theories, mm. but they were censoring all that on the internet. Fuck this horseshit, bro. It's all, <laughs> it's all a fucking game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, if you, if you learn about the game and you, um, like, you know, you operate properly and align yourself properly mentally, mm. you can actually start to maneuver within the game a little easier. Yeah. And without necessarily having to dabble in the in the evil side aspects of the game. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's ways I think you can set up that. Sure, your benefit. It's all a benefit off of evil. Everything mm-hmm. in this life at this point now is all benefit off of some evil. <laughs> some fucking douchebag. Uh, flaky old skin white dude who's got generations worth of money in his basement and just fucking underage girls in his bed every night. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, this got there. Oh my Um, god, those motherfuckers, those motherfuckers. (laughs) Anyways, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, let's Let's do do that. Oh, you want to do a Simpsons reference? I'm sure you got one. Yeah, I got a few. Okay, this is a long ass episode. Are we over an hour? No, we're just at 50 minutes. We're almost at 51 minutes. All right, we'll wrap it up after this. Uh okay, it's kind of a, it's a it's it's two people's two people's lines. Okay, it's not just a single single person's lines. But uh, here we go. Hey, look at that dog! Isn't that something? And the next person's line is, "Wow, brown." Is this the Laddie episode? No. Is this the oh? Is this the the Chili Pepper episode? No. Hey, One more guess. Dog. I know this line too. It's gonna bother me. Hey, look at that dog. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's brown. Okay, it's about Santa's little helper. Nope. All right. All right. That's the one where Bart and Milhouse can't be friends anymore because his mom, because Milhouse's mom thinks he's a bad influence. Yeah. So Bart, or they're on the bus, they're going to school, and uh, some people are talking about Milhouse's birthday party, and Bart's like, "Oh, what do you, what do you mean birthday party? I didn't hear about that." And Milhouse looks out the window. He's like, "Uh." Hey, look at that dog. Isn't that something? And Bart's like, wow, oh, brown. Yeah. <laughs> he changes the subject. Yeah. I do remember that scene. Yeah. And then Bart finds out and he gets all sad. Yeah. And then they get the the crusty walkie-talkies by the end. And they're talking on him again. That's right. That's we can, but you want to play? <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good I like one. That one. I love that episode. That's a good yeah. One. Are you good still watching lessons. the new season? Uh, I've, I've seen no actually you know what I don't think I've picked up any of the episodes since right. the last one I watched it, I was impressed by what I saw though I've, I've been working my way through the old ones alright so right. I'm gonna get to those soon enough now it's time it's time hey it's Henda uh, what did we talk about today we talked about a few things fighting with your parents yeah fighting with <gasps> family ties family ties it's a rare tradition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. 
Love and tradition and a grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic truth inside these gentle walls. And do you know the words? Cause I sure don't Real love bursting out of every scene just go by And the family I'm so happy that came back up, bro <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Black Zeus The Podcast, Season 3, Episode 28 Thank you so much for coming back We are here every Wednesday on iTunes Google, Spotify, uh, your favorite podcast app, and YouTube, baby. If you haven't figured it out yet, we got the video podcast out every week, the same time as the audio. Either way you choose to support, please hit that subscribe, leave a comment, DM me, let me know what you like, what you don't like, and then I might I might respond. <laughs> I'm AKA Black Zeus on all social media. I love you guys. White Slave, you're the shit. Thanks. Thank you, and Happy we'll to be, be back. It's a rare tradition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition and a grand design.